What's up? What's up, y'all? Y'all are now tapped in to the full disclosure show. I'm Derek Lamont Williams the first. We got Baba Rich Green, Big Dick Dashley, and of course the little one and only little lady in the house, Miss Lisa Lisa Burnett. What's up, y'all? How we living? How we living? Hey, man. Good. Feeling good this week. Still Libra season. Yeah. Happy <laughs> birthday to all the Libras out there. Libras. Shout out to everybody. Uh, was somebody you wanted to shout out? Oh, yeah. You know what? I want to say what's up. And shout out to my man, L Stone, Reality Glasses. Bumped to my man last night. He got me some good, some good spectacles there. You know I think you know something. I see, I see, I see. To fit You're my looking style off rather head. dapper there. Yeah. Well, thank you, dapper. thank you. And you know it take a lot to make me look halfway <laughs> decent. So these are miracle glasses. Go hit them up, y'all. Reality glasses, L Stone, on Facebook, y'all. Yes, yeah, I like those glasses. Thank you, That's I appreciate hot. that. Yeah. How we, how we live? How we are you, Miss Lisa? I'm doing good. I uh, had a rough week last week. But things are starting to look a little better. That's yeah. So we want to send all the positive vibes and well wishes to Miss Lisa Burnett's mom. You know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. Wish her uh, speedy, speedy, speedy healing. That's right. And everything. You know. Appreciate I, I, that. I, I tell we we talk about it. You know, it sounds cliche, man. But you gotta tell the people in your life that you love them, because tomorrow's <laughs> not promised to none of us, not man. Promised. So. Uh, so without further ado, man, I, I think we have a really great show. I feel it. And uh, what's up, Ullery? You know what I mean? What's up? What's up, Patrick Bubble Boy? Hit me up like, y'all broadcasting? Yeah, yeah. we here. We, don't, we here. We ain't going nowhere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They can't get rid of us out of you. We won't stop. Right, right. Let's get our Harlem shake on. Okay, baby. Can't stop. What's up, Ashley Boo Mitchell? Ullery, how you doing, queen? That's What's right. up with it? What up with it? So we're gonna let we're gonna let the social media the post social media post of the week lead off the day. You're gonna be the left tackle coming around the end, Dick Dashley. All right, hey, well, hey, we're gonna get it started off. We're gonna talk about what's going on with your man Donald Trump and the uh Trump impeachment proceedings. What does impeachment mean? How does it uh how does it happen? I was actually doing some last-minute reading and studying and before I got here. So just in case, you know, you've been <coughs> underneath a hole and you probably don't know that um, Nancy Pelosi, who's the Speaker of the House, has decided to go ahead with the impeachment inquiry uh, based on a conversation that a whistleblower uh, made privy to the world that uh, Donald Trump had with the president of the Ukraine. And in that, they had a phone conversation, this was back in July, in which Trump intimated, you play ball with me, I play ball with you. You got a problem going on with Russia and Putin. If you gonna do that, I need you to do something. If you go ahead, I'll help you with that if you take care of this business. So Joe Biden, the former vice president of the United States, son was a higher up in a oil company in the Ukraine. And uh, the CEO of that company got ousted, Joe Biden's son, I believe his name's Harry, uh, got a promotion, more money to hold on. <clears throat> Donald Trump felt that that was, uh, something was fishy in that. So what he wanted to do, since Joe Biden looks like the front runner for the Democratic nomination in the upcoming, upcoming 2020 election, he wanted to dig dirt up on Biden and throw on him to, to help uh, quell his popularity. So he was leveraging the help that the Ukrainian president needed from the United States, whether it be from arms or money, 
uh, as a way of saying, hey, you invest that, you investigate him, help me throw dirt on my political opponent. Also, if you need to hack emails, whatever you need to do, basically, wink, wink, you need to go ahead and do it. So the whistleblower <coughs> conveyed his his worry or her worry, their worry. Hey, this is actually against the Constitution because you're using a foreign power to help dictate the outcome of an American election. What it's just totally against is written in the Constitution that you can't use a, a, a foreign entity, dignitary, emissary, whatever you want to call it, to help sway an election. So what they did is they took the, the transcripts because every call he has in that capacity is recorded. It's kept in a certain place. Well, his White House staff people moved that transcript from where it's normally kept into something that is more top secret and, and higher security because they knew it was stuff that was incriminating in that call. Like, whoa, you you just basically, you, you put yourself in a trick bag, for lack of a better term, by saying this. So let we ought to move it to a higher level of security. So when they went to retrieve it, the average person can't get that without White House approval. So what the White House did is they basically did a doctrine of it and gave an abridged version of the conversation. Oh, this is what happened. Now, even in that abridged version, there was incriminating evidence within what they broke down and they didn't even give you the full context of it. The people within the White House told Trump, I wouldn't release this to the media. So what did Trump do? He released it to the media. <laughs> so it caused a storm. It's like, hey, man, there's several things that you said in there that's impeachable and treasonous. Trump went on to a private dinner and actually said that this was like, by the whistleblower coming out, it was like treason in itself. Mm -hmm. And you know what we do to treason people. So he was intimating that this man need to be hung because you're supposed to be hung if you, if you have treason against the United States. However, you're incriminating yourself in that because you did that. So in looking for that transcript, the full transcript, guess what else they found? They found the transcript from when he had the private meeting with the people from Russia, when Kislyak was up here and his homeboy. And in that, they, they found that he said, hey, you know, uh, I ain't mind you meddling on our election. We do it to other people's elections all the time. Like, are you freaking kidding me? A, a sitting president of the United States it's telling foreigners and, and countries it's okay to interfere with our election. If this was, and I'll just give you my opinion, if this was any other president, it would have been over. Let this have been President Obama had said something like this. Mm -hmm. They probably would have shot him on the spot for that. That is high treason. You're saying it's okay to affect an election. So what happened now, how does, what does impeachment mean? Well, first it has to be probable cause. You have to write up what the causes of it are. It's just like an indictment. Okay, you did this, you were selling drugs, we witnessed you selling crack, we had uh, dollar bills that we marked, you bought it, when we arrested you, had them on you. You built the case. Then <clears throat> it goes in front of the house. 50% of the house, plus one, has to vote that they're going to impeach. So it starts in the house first. Then the speaker of the house has to decide if they want to start the impeachment inquiry. Well, Nancy Pelosi has done that. Now, this is not the first time Donald Trump has done something that was considered impeachable. He had several other incidents going back last year, this year, and previously that sparked outrage. Nancy Pelosi has been against it because it could be used as political furor 
in order to get his his base up and, and encouraged to keep this man in here in spite of him being treasonous and, and traitorous against the United States. But she went ahead and did it. So what happens is now it goes to that vote within the House, as long as it's a majority vote, whatever the majority is, whether it's 51 percent, 51, 50.5, he's impeached in the House. Then it goes to the Senate. Now, the House is majority Democrat. And right now, and the, the people who needed to decide if it was going to move, it's 24 Democrats and 17 Republicans that make that decision. Well, obviously, it's more Democrats than Republicans in that, so it got approved. So now it goes to the Senate. The Senate is heavy Republican. And you need a two-thirds vote, 67% of the Republicans, or 67% of the Senate has to say, you know what, we're going to impeach him. That's the only way that a president can be impeached. Now, Bill Clinton was impeached by the House. Andrew Johnson was impeached by the House, but they weren't impeached by the Senate. So it was a black mark on their record, and they were allowed to finish out their particular terms because Bill Clinton finished his term even though he was impeached because of the Monica Lewinsky thing. So in order for Donald Trump to, to be impeached, the House can't impeach him. So that's part of it. You got a black, black label on your presidency. That's forever with you. But in order for him to be impeached all the way, the Senate must have a 67% majority vote to get him out. Now, if he's impeached, he doesn't go to jail. He's just pushed out from office. But what it does, it opens him up for criminal prosecution once he's outside of that, um, the umbrella of the president, because he can't be tried like a regular person right now, because he is the president. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So um, I just wanted to go down the chronology first and then how we got to here. It's a travesty of justice if he is not impeached on this in both the House and the Senate. I don't think that the Senate is going to impeach him because the Senate is heavily Republican. However, based on his traitorous actions, he should be. And this actually passes political lines. It's, it shouldn't be partisanship here. You did something that's in a direct conflict of the United States Constitution. Did he not say he was the president of law and order when he started running? So is it law and yeah. order only for people with, with dark skin or is it law yep. and order for everybody? All right, Lisa, I, I'd like to get your opinion on this. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I do. I have been, you know, dabbing it out, but I agree with you. I do think that the Senate is not going to impeach him because they are majority of Republicans. But I feel like if we impeach him, then the vice president becomes the president, right? Is yes, he even better? Is he even, I mean, is he more better than who we have now? Are we going to be worse off than we are now? Are we going to be better? Are we going to still be in the same predicament? Now, you do know that they can impeach both at the same time, and that would be probably the best thing. If they impeach agree, both yeah. Pence and Trump, then the Speaker of the House will become president, and that's Nancy Pelosi. Well, I believe that in this situation, that would be the best. You both got to go. <laughs> that would be the best, you know, resolution. I'm now, you know, you oh, know how I feel. You know how I feel about the government in itself, but yeah. for this situation that we're in, I like you bring your Raleigh friends to the party and they're like, man, your friend tripping, dog. You got to get him out of here. Yeah, y'all got, <laughs> got to go. Y'all got to go. <laughs> he said so. That's how I feel about it. Well, did you see what Trump did the other day? He slid Mike Pence into this. Like, hey, well, if you're looking at stuff for me, then you need to look at the vice president. Yeah, I did see that. Well. <laughs> I'm like, dang. 
Cause he like, look, if I got to go, we Everybody all Everybody got to go, I'm telling. He like Nino Brown in court. Yeah. Uh, Ulrey uh, said, Trump's impeachment is long overdue. He never should have been able to be president because of Russian interference. Yes, indeed. Trump, is what, Trump is what we call in the hood an habitual line stepper. You know what I mean? You he know, got nothing on Rick James. Yeah, you, he got nothing. You know that he's just a habitual line stepper. He can't help himself. And uh, it's just it's amazing to me I, I, what she just said. Yeah, he should have never. He, he's been. We was just talking about. I mean, to connect two and two. We was talking about Antonio Brown. And we talk about when a person has been a, a, a privilege and given the, and allowed to just do anything they want with for impunity. certain impunity for so long, which Trump has obviously been able to do long before he became president of the United <laughs> States. You know what I mean? So when he became the president of the United States, that just like when Antonio Brown got his $30 million contract, that just gave me uh, it, it gave, a of Yeah, food. like, oh, okay, this is, you know, I'm now I'm really about to act a fool. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> but our government is known for uh, having our elections somehow interfered. Doing well, the Bush, go back, yeah, go the back Bush, to the you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I don't think that it's not only... That was more homegrown, though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't think that if they knew it was going on, yeah. just like the, the just like the, they knew what was going on with the Bush administration. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're, they're allowing these things to go through, so we can go ahead and get a different president, and let's just say that it is Pelosi. And what if she do some foul shit? I don't. I don't even really care. I don't think people really. He just need to go. At this point, at, I don't at, think at, nobody after cares. That, yeah, after that, we'll figure it out. Yeah. But he need to go. And it ain't because we dislike Trump. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We ain't sitting up here, whatever, whatever. You know, when Trump was elect, elected, we had no choice to say, hey, well, let's see what he do. He's the president. Yeah. And we've seen. <laughs> we've seen. Yeah. It was as bad as it we was thought. bad as we thought it was going to be. That's what's so you crazy. Know, like, wow, you really lived down to expectations. You know, he was the opposite LeBron James. Yeah, you know, he was, he's the he's, chosen one. He's <laughs> the chosen ass. Hey, it's like watching one of those B movies, and they had this sinister guy who was just so over the top, yeah. just evil. That's yeah, him. That's him. He's the man. He's Mr. Big. I'm going to control yeah. the world. <laughs> <laughs> With that diabolical laugh. I'm pointing a laser at the world and we're going to explode the moon. Okay, Patrick Buffer Boy Cole said, people are going to be even more pissed. This a-hole is going to get away with this like everything else he does. Actually, Patrick, I agree with you. I think that he's going to get away with this. I do too. What's going on with you, Bob, off the top? Thank you, brother. I'm hoping that. Oh, he needs to be flogged, tarred, and feathered. (laughs) Bob Patel went on to say, only one Republican center has broken ranks. I don't see an impeachment. And that's what I want. One of Colorado, right? And that's what's crazy. When, you know, we get into this whole, when people are so, okay, I'm a Republican, I'm a Democrat, so I got to ride with whatever you do. Mm -hmm. You know, it it, it don't work like, it shouldn't work like that. Right is right, wrong is wrong. You know what I'm saying? No matter what my, that's, My political affiliation. It's just ridiculous, man, that, okay, because, well, we Republican, we're going, No. Nah, man, you the 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 writing is on the wall. The rules say this. You broke the rules, and you got to go. You got to go. Rules are meant to be broken. Olery <laughs> <laughs> said, "All those sinners, senators. I said sinisters. That like, we gonna change that name to sinisters. <laughs> All those sinisters, senators, 
who are up for re-election who do not vote to impeach him should be removed from office. Vote them out. And that's really what I've been saying. The power is not necessarily in who sits in the, in the president's office. He has a lot of power, but it's not the ultimate. Because he was actually surprised on how limited his power was. I remember when he brought Stephen Miller up to say that the president's power are basically limitless and far-reaching. No, bro. Everybody, that's why we have three houses. There's an executive and the ju judicial and the legislative. Without those branches balancing each other, you can't have one more powerful over the other. You're seeing this is a, what, eighth grade civics class right in front of your eyes. These kids right now, they should be learning what this man is doing is wrong. And it has nothing to do with your politics. It's the fact that what he is doing is just wrong. It's, it's, it's wrong. wrong. It's morally wrong. And, you know, ignorance, if we went to court, what's up, Marcus Johnson? If we went to court and said, look, I didn't know having a kilo of cocaine was illegal. <laughs> you know, I found it on the street. I didn't make it. I just picked it up and put it in my car and I got pulled over and now I'm going to jail because I had a kilo of cocaine. They're not going to hear none of this. Right. Mm -hmm. So you can't keep claiming ignorance. The first time he did it, yeah, maybe it was ignorance. People are like, oh, he said that. Uh, or why did he only have one interpreter in there with him and Putin? You knew what was going on then. I believe that Donald Trump is one of those people who watches people like Alex Jones and believes everything that Alex Jones says. And he thought once he got to this level of government, just like when we talk about the Illuminati and all this, not us, but people in general, the world really don't work that particular way. It's not that clear cut and that, that mm -hmm. freaking simple. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's a secret societies, of course. Is there people in power that's sinister, of course. However, it's not as simple as your as the people who is presented to you uh, is making it. It's not that simple. So he got in there and he's just being reckless. He, he's just like one of your clueless friends that you let in the circle and he just dropping dimes on you. Mm -hmm. He is because he's been empowered to do so. He, he I was gonna say so. Who's to blame? He should be number sixty-nine. Him and Takashi got a lot in common. <laughs> so who's to blame? Is it the, the voters? It's the, the people who, who put him in office and it's the people still supporting him. I blame, at this point, the Republican Party. You knew that this man, for one, he's not a Republican. He's not a traditional Republican. And people who are really Republicans know he's not a Republican. He's an opportunist, but he just ran under the Republican Party. It's almost like when Bernie Sanders, he got the Democratic nomination, but he's really not a Democrat. He's more progressive. But you, know you got you to pick, but you gotta pick an umbrella. If you try to do that uh, in the, you know, independent, people just don't. Re, re, re respect it, I guess. Like, mm -hmm. you can't run independent and win. No, you it's hard. I mean? so, it's hard. It's hard. But, you know, truth be told, once again, if if this system wasn't as, as messed up and as rigged as it is, this man should be impeached. Yeah. Impeachment does not mean he's going to jail, y'all. Let's get that out, out, your, out your mind. Yes, yeah, it's Impeachment means things. moving him out of office. Once he's out of office, then all the criminal charges, that's what they're waiting, the 18... District Court in New York is actually waiting for him to get out of office in order to run those charges up against him. And even in the, uh, the, the Mueller report, there's a, if he wasn't an active president, he would actually be in jail for some of the stuff that he's done. But impeachment just means removing him from office, y'all. Hey, y'all, call us up to give us y'all the pain. 330-578-4230. Be full disclosure show. Dagnum my way is the first big dick dastly. Bobby Rich Green. Lisa, Lisa, the little lady house. We talking about your boy, Trump. <laughs> oh, bye. <laughs> George Mitchell said he should be impeached. I guess politicians don't have any morals. I guess Trump can do whatever he wants and get and it gets swept under the rug because it's the president. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I'm just saying, 
if this was number 44, president number 44, that black guy, I forgot his name. Mm-hmm. But I think his, his wife named Michelle. Hey, Michelle. Um, what would be the sentiment if this was President Barack Obama and he said, hey, Russia, it's okay to interfere in or Ukraine or whoever. It's okay to interfere in our election because we do that. How quickly? I mean, do you think it would be the turnaround would be 48 hours or do you think they could get it done in 24? Hey, man, and you, know, you know what's crazy? You said, yes. oh, yeah, it'd be three hours. <laughs> Just the votes are in. Yeah, but we. <laughs> <laughs> like, the God, votes are in. Motherfuckers get out of bed at 3 o'clock this morning. But is this not nothing we already knew? We already knew these things were going on. Hey, man, what is that called again? What's that privilege that's called again? Yeah, that white uh, oh, privilege. Yeah. White privilege. Hey, man, I remember hearing, you know, say whatever you want to say about Obama or whatever, what he did, what he didn't do. But I remember folks had this guy as the Antichrist. I my black that. folks. My mama did. I, I ain't heard that. one. I haven't heard one individual speak not one time that Trump was the Antichrist. No. How could that possibly? My be? mama said God could use anybody. I said, well, he couldn't use President Obama. Well, that's different. <laughs> 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 hey, mama, you know I love you. Y'all don't talk, don't talk about my mama. Well, she, she a Trump supporter, and hey, I understand. Not all Trump supporters racist. They just confused. <laughs> I got a family member that's a Trump supporter, yeah. and we'll go to bat. I'm sorry, man. At this point in the game, if you are a Trump supporter, you need to slap yourself. And it's not, you know, okay, I, I, I don't doubt you. Okay, you voted for him. You know what I mean? He sold you on the on the on the thought process that I'm going to do. Better. Things differently. Mm. I'm not going to do things traditional way. And a lot of people drain bought the swamp, right? <laughs> yeah, a lot of people bought into that because he wasn't a politician. Because no, he, wasn't. he wasn't. He didn't give you the, the political correct answers on everything. I and agree. people, people bought into that. They went into that. And one, but once he got in, and you start to see, and you, you, you can't. Oh, he didn't do. Oh, come on. At a certain point, what? We, you know, if it, if it, if it swamp like a duck. Quack like a duck. Quack. Sound like a duck. Then it's a motherfucking duck, man. You know what I'm saying? Take the take the blinders off your eyes and recognize what's real and say, okay. Yeah. I made and it was it's plenty of voters who have come out and say, you know what? I voted for Trump. I made a mistake. I respect that, man. Mm. People will, will cut their own head off before really? they admit that they wrong. <laughs> you know? Like they know you fucked up. Face. You voted for him, you shouldn't have voted hey, for him. Hey, look, I'm just gonna say this, y'all. And I, I'm sorry if I offend anybody. No, nah, don't apologize. As far as like um, you know the um, the demographic that that wanted that that didn't want Barack Obama in there because he was black. That was uh-huh. gonna lead the country. Yeah. Yeah. That that was because he was black. I'm gonna tell you this: Trump is the nigga y'all thought Obama was gonna be. <laughs> yeah. You want to know what a nigga is? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's Trump. A, Trump a nigga. Now I'm gonna give him some credit too, though, because he like fuck hey, y'all. Trump a real nigga. Yeah. Y'all want to talk about a real nigga? Donald yeah. Trump is a real nigga, boy. Hey, man. I, I, that I, is the definition. I, 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 I asked with Trump on that. I ain't gonna lie, bro. He like, shoot, I don't care what you say. That that's black. That, that ain't even black. That's niggerish as hell. He just like, God, no, all he misses is a forty and a wave cap. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this dude just don't yeah, give yeah, a, he's a, a we about to have a nigga moment. Yeah, yeah. So Trump is the nigga y'all y'all thought Obama was gonna be. And look, we kinda mad a little bit. We like Obama could have been the best we said. Like, you could have, Bobby. You could have had reparations. <laughs> hey, especially on that last phone. Uh, the first phone yeah, you tapped down. Yeah, it's the W yeah. beer. <laughs> <laughs>
Last four we got back in. Oh, oh yeah, reparations. <laughs> reparations for everybody. Let's look, go. I'm telling you, because you know Obama, he was he was so well spoken. Yeah. Like, look, I'm just gonna look, look, y'all, flat out. <laughs> we free and meek meal. Hey, what Bob Patel said? Remember when uh, Trump said three weeks before the election that if it was if he was to lose. Uh, he and his base wasn't going to accept it. I say that same atmosphere will exist if he's close to being impeached. You know, um, I don't think so. And uh, You know, for those who just don't want to see different, if you really love America, forget politics. If you really love America, he he committed treason. If you love America as like much you as you say, say you do, he committed treason. He did. He asked a foreign country to interfere with the big with the most democratic part of the process of being an American. Oh, you can interfere with our elections as long as it helps me. And uh Baba Patel is right because he said if I lose, it's gonna be a problem. But if I win, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Magic Boy said, we and everybody yeah. knows Trump, Trump is that dead, though. For True. real. Yeah. Trump, all he needs is a Newport, a wave cap, a little <laughs> ha- cap, cap to, the, to the side, covering up the rug, you know? Man, please. And a coat for five. That's why he be staying tan all the time. I yeah. bet you he'd be out on the block. Trump's still hustling. Yeah. That's, why, that's why he went trick daddy dollars. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know? Trick daddy. Look, he got, he got an eighth in his pocket. I bet you. <laughs> y'all watching, the, y'all. Tapped into the full disclosure show. I'm Derek Lamont Williams, the first. We got Bobby Rich Green, Dick Dazzling, and a little later house, Miss Lisa Lisa. Y'all give us your comments, man, on, on the whole Trump thing. Call us up, 330-578-4230. And we're going to move right along and shit to the um, Lisa Lisa. I'd like yeah. to just go to your topic of the week. What's on your mind? Get uh, off your chest. <laughs> I want to talk about can the the level of responsibility that white people have can white people be conscious and how much responsibility do they have for their role in in fixing america so to speak and the struggle particularly of us right so i sit back and I was thinking about the conversation we had a few weeks ago about can black people be racist? Mm-hmm. And it got me to thinking, well, can white people be conscious? And I think that white people can be conscious. And I think that white people, just like it's our responsibility to educate ourselves on our history and the things that we've been through it's also white people's responsibility to educate themselves mm-hmm. on history. I think that just like we've been tricked, just like we've been brainwashed, bamboozled, so of white people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they, they, they also have to deal with the same, the same things that we have. The same, the same group of people that have brainwashed us is the same group of people that have brainwashed them. Mm-hmm. But I do think that there are a group of people such as Jane Elliott, 
Tim Wise, Jordan Maxwell, those guys who are who are conscious and understand that it's their responsibility to teach white people that, you know what I'm saying, what's going on. That you just is that you're racist and you don't even know not racist, you're prejudiced. Mm-hmm. And you don't even realize that you're prejudiced. So they think I think that some white people think that just because they have friends from other cultures, black friends, that that doesn't make them prejudiced. I gotcha. And I think that it's more than just having black friends. It's more than just you know what I'm saying? I don't I don't use the N word. It's more than just that. <laughs> I don't call my nigga friends nigger. <laughs> He said, so I do think that white people, there are a group of white people that are conscious. It is their responsibility, just like it's our responsibility to educate ourselves and to spread our education amongst our brothers and our sisters. Mm-hmm. And I think that we, don't, that we don't have that discussion enough in order for us to grow and to learn how to, how to get out this fucking predicament that we're in. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to start having more conversations about this type of thing. What are your thoughts? Dick Dawson? Well, <clears throat> you know, I, I just want to dovetail off of that. Real quick, we still had a, one comment from the last mm-hmm. uh, thing we are talking about, uh, Trump's impeachment. And President Obama had done one thing that Trump has done in his first week in office. He would have been thrown out the office. <laughs> different rules for different hues. Mm-hmm. Um, then we had a few more. Bob Bata said, good topic, Lisa. Uh, they're conscious to the point of sharing or giving up power. Silence is complacency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Patrick Bubba Boy said, Cole said, just a theory, but I think there might be conscious white people, but what they're quiet to protect themselves and who's close to them. So, uh, you know what? And I, I like what Patrick Bubba Boy Cole said. I think that a lot of the movements we had in this country, because we were subjugated, you know, um, the ones that were here were chained. The black people who were here when they came here were chained and killed, massacred. The black people that they brought over were killed, chained, and massacred. Then once uh, released, uh, you know, we had to go through, I mean, you know, concentration camps. What was that? Uh, after the Civil War, you know, we had certain things. Anyway, I don't even want to go into that lesson. Bottom line is this. I think that people who conscious just means to be aware. And for the white people who are aware of the atrocities of the past, who understand the chronology of the things that transpired and led up to the current situation, we're able to articulate it and share with other people and say, hey, no, you're not here from some divine reason or just because you're better or you work harder. This system was set up for you to win. And it's ingrained and it's written into the laws of this country. It's ingrained and it's written into the privilege of this country. When you think of like things like the Homestead Act, where they were given 189 acres away and all you had to do was farm on two. It was available to everybody but people of our hue. You know, you think of this type of stuff and you're like, well, what does that have to do with me? It has everything to do with you. You're enjoying the privilege that your grandparents and your, your forefathers and foremothers Rob, steal, rape, kill, lie, cheated, and hustled for. And you feel that you got to this level 
without any help from anyone. And that may be true to a large degree when you're thinking of the average white person who may be poor and who may not know how to get out their particular situation. But you still have 90% of what you need to succeed is in your skin color. 90% of what we need to fail is in ours. Is that extra 10% what you do with that. So I think that we as a conscious group of people, it's our job not only to teach our children, but teach those around us. I think that the black, the knowledge we have in our blackness is powerful for, for any race of people, for any ethnicity of people. Because if you have an inferiority complex that is ingrained in you, then maybe they have a superiority complex that's ingrained in them. And you have to be shown the truth in order to level that playing field. So when you mention people like Jane Elliott, when you mention people like uh, Jordan Maxwell, uh, C.J. Cooper, you know, these type of people who say, hey, no, hold on, y'all. We didn't rob from these people. Even Elizabeth Warren. Mm -hmm. You know, she keep it real with a lot of things. Hey, no, we've done these people wrong, y'all. We got to even this playing field. That's That makes them non-complicit in the actions that's against us. But for us not to speak up and correct them when they're wrong, that's why I used to like Khalid Muhammad. You know, say what you want. I think that was one of the most powerful brothers that ever existed. I'm sorry, I didn't know more about him while he was here. You know, and I, this is not from a religious thing. You know, I don't adhere to religion, but the brother was speaking the truth. And when he would talk to people who weren't of his race, he would give them the real. And it gave it to you so raw, so, so fluidly that it make you go research. So I think what we have to do as a whole <clears throat> is we need to research and we need to learn how to dissect and share information in bite-sized pieces to, to give people enough to whet their appetite mm -hmm. and go search more and just stop regurgitating right. what we're doing. Because I really believe we suffer from uh, short-term memory. We do. America's a whole short-term memory thing. We got five-minute memories. We do. And that's just how I feel about it. So We do. And I think that we so stuck on uh, our past in the, in the sense that we don't want to, we think that all white people are bad. We, we don't want, we don't want them a part of our, our upcoming or not our upcoming, but we don't want them a part of trying to better the situation. But in reality, we need them to better the situation. We need, we need their help. Correct. Or we need them to at least know. Yeah. You know, cause I, I think what you, what you were saying is right. I think that, um, for those of us who are in the struggle and who are trying to educate these people, to have somebody, a white person, come in and put on this super cape after we've done all this work is insulting to us. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it's a level of fear. And we got to stop getting high within our own consciousness. Because some people are so holier than thou. You know, they turn into hoteplicons. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, look, bruh, sis, your, your boo-boo still stink just like everybody else. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the thing is, are you educating out of anger or are you educating yourself out of the need to grow i think a lot of people are educating out of anger it seems like well once you find out what's happening you're angry that's yeah. the first it's like it's like a 12-step program it is yeah <laughs> first of all you angry as hell you mad at everybody you just want to how could you be religious how could you do this <laughs> and then we end up turning people off but i believe mm -hmm. though if anything's going to move further you need more white people to be conscious we don't need them to be the superheroes and we don't need anybody to carry our, our torch for us. But we don't need them getting in the way either. And getting in the way is them claiming ignorance. Dean, what's your thought? Well, uh, I've stated this on the show before. 
we talk about how to, you know, get rid of racism altogether. And I was saying about, you know, 12, the 12 step, <laughs> a, 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 a complicit 12 step program of a class like math, you know what I mean? That you take from first grade of race, racism. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? It'd be racism. It'd be racism one on one. Racism one on one. Racism one on one. You start right in first grade. You really can start in kindergarten. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And, and you have to teach everybody. That's how complicated this thing is. So many layers to it. Yeah. And if you had, if it was mandatory that it'd be taught in every school, public, private, even if you homeschool, you had to learn racism one-on-one, first grade, second grade, third grade, all the way to 12. And that way, everybody will have an understanding that we really all in the same pickle. And that's what this is all about. It's about a, a, a understanding, a basic understanding of humanity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Understand that we all are people. Like, you know, we all are being manipulated and controlled by the powers that be. Like 1% that the sickest that everybody talks about that runs it, that owns 80-90% of the wealth. You know what I mean? They've been manipulating white people to get on their side. Poor white people. Poor white people. You know what I mean? Right. To get on their side and then manipulating us. And then you walk around and you see everybody just doesn't know. Like they don't mm -hmm. know. Like I think you was watching the video and and um, the white girl was on there. Well, geez, you're blaming us for something that happened so long ago, <laughs> and you know it's not our fault. And you know what I mean? It's like mm -hmm. but they're but not being privilege. taught. They're not being taught that yes, yeah, slavery ended and whenever it ended, but then there was uh, years of Jim Crow, redlining. Uh, I mean, mm -hmm. you just don't understand that everything. This is till the 60s, the 70s. You know what I mean? This is, and then you had the crack epidemic in the 80s, and you know what I mean? You, they don't see it. They're not teaching. And there them. was never any therapy in, in between any of those tragedies. They just do. They just kept throwing us back into the pot, and mm -hmm. and on, you just kept having tragedies on top of tragedies on top of tragedies, and nobody is saying, hey, well, these people are going through these. Crazy ass right. predicaments, these fucked up predicaments. Mm -hmm. They need some help. Let's see. Let's see if they're okay. What can we do? And, and you know, it's like you said, consciousness is basically being aware. And I've talked to white people who was not aware and wanted to be aware. Mm -hmm. And when I would tell them something, you know, I, I used to work with this older white, the older white dude, man. The man him would have breaks, and he, you know. And he, he he didn't know a lot of things, and I would all I was dropping jewels on him, and he was be like he was twenty years older than me. And they receive it though. Yeah, Sometimes he they receive like, it better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but he was like, you know what? I never, you know. And, and as he's learning and thinking, like he didn't get defensive. Mm. He didn't, you know what I mean? He mm. didn't try to. And you know, I've had a couple conversations with different people that just didn't, they, you know, they didn't really understand mm. what they didn't understand. You know what I mean? Correct. And then when you put it. And to the forefront, it's just a basic awareness. It's just a like when you go back to slavery. When you're talking about all the um, the the white people who who fought, who died, who killed. You know what I mean? Abolitionists. Abolitionists. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like because they understand general principles of humanity. Correct. This is not right. It's not right. You know what I mean? So you as a human something? being, I'm going to come out. I'm not just going to say it ain't right. I'm going to come out here and I'm I'm going to say it. You know what I mean? I'm going to, mm -hmm. I'm going to do something about it. So yeah, you know that's that's key. And to speak to what you said, I mean it's not like 
we don't we need the help or anything, but yeah. it's for like white people to show white people they own bullshit. Yeah. They, you know, they they gonna receive it better. Better than they gonna receive it from and you have some black people that gonna receive it from a white guy better, better. than they gonna receive it from yeah. a black guy. You know, I, 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 yeah, I told people, you know, Jordan Maxwell drove home as much to me as Ray Higgins did. Yeah, yeah he did. You know, yeah. so you need to hear it. Uh, Bobby Batai said, uh, that's a great idea, a 12-step program to consciousness. Derek, I just want to dovetail on what you said. I think it does start with real education. Um, if you notice, our kids test very, very high in the beginning of school. They're genius level, up into third grade. Once they hit fourth grade, boys especially tend to drop off. And the reason, fourth grade, they introduced something called American history. Mm. So what you start doing, you start seeing yourself in a negative light because they don't bring you into history until they talk about slavery. How could I have a self-worth? And then you do, oh, let's go back to the old country. Let's put, bring a dish from your grandparents' country. We don't know yeah. what, what part of Africa we're from. Yeah. Because they did they purposely did that. So, you know, you got your, the kids not having pride in themselves and almost looking at it, it's a bad thing to even be associated with that. Mm -hmm. I know so, I felt and, that way. Yeah, we, it, it's natural. It's done... It was done purposely back then. They're just doing it now because they're following. Mm -hmm. For one, why do we still have the same educational system we had in the revolutionary age that we have in the information age? I've, this education needs... Why has everything been upgraded? I was just going to say, everything's been upgraded, been upgraded except for education, except right? For education. Because it's benefiting the people in power. Mm -hmm. That's why. Who is McGraw-Hill? Why do they get all the uh, contracts for, for the books and stuff? Why do they get to choose what your history is? So if we took history back further, and then you found out the first farmer was black, it was in Africa. The first irrigation system was set up in Africa. The first uh, city was in Africa. Mathematics is African. Religion is African. Art is African. Science is African. Then you like you start to build this right, pride right, in yourself, right. like wow. Nick, guess what? It's good for the kids who don't look like you to know this, right. because yeah. they have to they see value in you as well. We need to start seeing value in each other. The elite, the rich elite, keeps the poor people pitted against each other based on trivial things like race and class. And that's why something like that will never be implemented because because it changes. You know what I mean? It's and it's. That's <laughs> right. Patrick Bobo said, mean, "Unrelated topic: Go Browns." I heard the Browns won today. Congratulations. And um, go ahead, Rich. I, I lost. I, my I, 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 I threw there. you off. No, we, we were talking about uh, educational system and how the rich keep us warm with each other because it keeps the elite rich. Mm -hmm. and that's oh, what they and, the, and the, the, one, the one thing about that's so crucial in learning that, you know, teaching everybody, like this is the truth, right? This is where Here's the truth we all truth. come from. This is the, uh, this is the cradle of civilization. Correct. This is where every math, history, all these come from. This is, and let's not yes. call it, these were black, these were black people. Correct. So then it's like, well, why wouldn't we talk this before? See, that's the nugget right there. Well, you got to tell Why, the truth. Yeah, and this, and this was intentionally hidden from you and me because of because racism. exactly. You know it's what I mean? And when and when you when you drop that nugget on them, you know what I mean? That's why. Then you got to question everything else you've been told. That's right. History is told by the winner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, because yeah. uh, what would they say? You know, uh, in a hunter's tale, the hunter is a hero. But to the lion, you ain't a hero. And a lion, a lion look at you as they devil. You know what yeah. they say? If, if animals had a religion, humans would be they devil. Yep. Yep. 
So you could just imagine who ours are, and then they give them. Nah, let me stop. <laughs> but y'all, y'all about to get lesson over here, boy. But, but it's, it's Sunday. It's, I mean, you definitely, you know, have white, white, a lot of white people who are aware and who who do understand and who get down with and us. Who get yeah? You know down. what I mean? And you know, and you say I see it all the time. It's like you know, you see you see the white girls out there. They you know marching with the Black Lives mm-hmm. Matter T-shirt. You know what I mean? And we need to we need to welcome the people. Yeah. We don't need. There's no reason to shun them. It does us no good for us not to. You know, like Embrace you said, them. so many times yeah. people get too big for your own britches. Yeah. You know what I mean? If they want to come in, even if they don't, if not fully understand aware of what the deal is. They know that it's wrong that these cops is killing these kids in the street. Yeah, and on. then after a while, and after you know, we can fill them in later. You know, mm-hmm. the rest later. Like this is what it is. If they don't know, so I think, uh, hey, I, we welcome, we welcome you, white people. Come on the show. We need a white person on the show. As I tell you, Please I've been trying on. to. I've been. <laughs> I think maybe. We need a talking white person. <laughs> I've talked to some people, you hey, know, and I think they may feel a little intimidated because yeah. of the Black Lives Matter flag and a lot of our topics being geared to our I think you have Trump misunderstood. <laughs> a lot you of know, our... I want one of those people. Now, finish up. I, I want one of those people. You know what? My cousin is a trust supporter. I'm going to see if I can get her on here. She's she far from white, I tell you that. But. I just think that we, uh, we're a little intimidating to white people. But you know what? I think you had a great topic not too long ago where, and I think it was last week, where you have some some people, some black people misguided and think it's okay to to say racial yeah. things. And, yeah. and hurt Just because you've been hurt, it's okay to hurt. Because hurt people normally hurt yeah. people. Mm-hmm. But what we re- need to realize as a country and it needs to be a 12-step program on racism if we're being truthful. Racism is a sickness. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sickness to walk around and think that you're better than somebody based on your skin color or that you're more educated just because of this or that. That's not necessarily true. And then a lot true. of it is, is, is so is subliminal. It's is, is very subconscious. Yeah, it know? is. And like you said, a lot of white people don't realize they they, they have those tendencies. Yeah. They don't even know it until I you think, put the mirror up and show them. I think, I think sometimes white people think that because they have black friends or because they talk mm-hmm. to black people, they're not racist, or because they've never called you a nigger to your face. Well, most we, we talked about it before. A lot of people just don't, they, they're not even self-aware. They didn't mm-hmm. even, they they didn't even know themselves. Uh, hey, you got to remember, a lot of people just trying to get through life. Yeah. Just like yeah. they're trying to get through life. Some of them got bills to pay. They ain't got yeah. time to be worried. They're worried about how they're going to eat. You watch I, you too, you I, tapped I, 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 in I to the full <laughs> disclosure show. I'm dangling my wings. The first big dick dastly, Bobby Ritz Green. And the Lisa Lisa, the little lady of the house, we, we just discussed your boy Donald Trump. We talked about conscious white people. And we're going to step into uh, my, my topic. And I wanted to talk about um, uh, generational curses. I know we've all heard this term being thrown around for different reasons. You know, the, the idea that something could be uh, 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 something that could be embedded in a in a generation in a family and passed on from generation to generation. You know, you talk about like bad behavior, poverty, uh, health issues, this bad. You know, just different type of thing, different type of issues that I think a lot of times. You know, belief is a strong tool, and I think a lot of times when when things are embedded, you know, what I mean, they're passed. They they are passed. From generation to generation, but I don't think we realize 
how and why. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's just, you know, we talk about breaking these so-called curses. When a lot of times it's just, it's just, you you know, you, you only talk what you know a lot of times. And then we learn a lot from watching. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, that whole saying, the curse of the father. You know what I mean? It's like what you do <clears throat> goes to your kids and, and their kids. And I think one of the things about when we say, like, when, even the term curse, curse kind of suggests that you have no say or control no, over it. You know what I mean? It's like you've been cursed. Like somebody has put this on your family and somehow you have no control. I think that's one of the I points. Think, and I think that's maybe that's the purpose of the reason why it's called generational curse, to give you that idea yeah, that you can't that you, break it. That you can't break it, exactly. And I think we need to reject these these ideals. You know, I was just having a conversation the other day with somebody and they were talking about, you know, the bad, you know, the bad health and grandfather had this and then that I had this and then now I got this. Kind of like it's just destined to be. When in reality it's because y'all all eating the same shit. Mm -hmm. We are eating the same way. And it's not it's like you cook what you know what you've been eating and then your kids start eating what you've been eating and now everybody got heart disease. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like Oh, well, it's just running the family. No. You know what I mean? Bad diet eating, running the family. Yeah, eating pork chips and ho pork chops and hog malls. And chillings is running in the family. And that's why these things are being passed over. And then we talk about uh, just bad choices in general. You know what I mean? Like, people make bad... We all make bad choices, but it's like, oh, they, you just... You're, you curse. you just a fuck-up. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, people, that's what it's not. That's, that's what, what it feels like. like. My granddaddy was a fuck-up. My daddy was a fuck-up. <laughs> and I'm just going to be a fuck-up. You know what I mean? And they accept that. <laughs> <laughs> and they accept that. Yeah, they accept it like, oh, this is just my destiny. And it, Manifest destiny. You know, yeah. we want we want yeah. to bind... We want to buy these things in the name of Jesus. You know what I'm saying? We want to dispute the devil. You know what I mean? It's like, but I just, you know, I just, you know, I personally like with me, you know what I mean? My father was not in my life. So you have people who, that could general, oh, the daddy, my daddy wasn't there, his daddy wasn't there. You know, so I, you know, before I even knew I was going to have kids, I knew that I was going to be in my children's yeah. life. Like, there's no way that I was going to do to me, do to my kids with my father. And I knew this when I was like 12. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I never thought I would have kids, but I knew if I did, I was going to be there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was yeah. period, point blank. So, you know, you consider that a generational curse because dads, well, a, a guy feels like, well, my dad wasn't there for me. You know what I mean? So I, I got an excuse not to be there. You know what I mean? So, man, I, we just want like, to like, everybody needs to take control of their own life. And own situation. There's nothing, there's very little, you know, there's a lot of things that my mom did. There's a lot of things that her mom did that, you know, as I got older, I didn't accept. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It don't mean nothing. I didn't love my mom or something. It's just that, you know, as, as you become an adult, as you become a man or a woman, you know, you just have to try to see things for what it is and try to be the best person you can be. And don't worry about, what the last generation did, you know, try to, and whatever you start, however you got started, because a lot of us start out in a hole, you know what I mean? And try to dig out, we, we dug ourselves out, and then you had kids, and you try to put a, you try to build a mile, all that dirt we've been digging out, 
putting on the mound to try to have them have a little bit more than we have. We, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I think, to me, that's the goal. That's you the know goal. what I mean? It should be. Yeah. You know, but so I'd like to get y'all thoughts on that, on this uh, story with Miss Lisa Lisa. Uh, I definitely do think that there is a uh, generational curse, so to speak, in not just our community, but in a lot of cultures. And people don't, because it's part of the ritual, they don't see it as a generational curse. I think that in my situation, I think that my family suffers from a generational curse. And I feel like that maybe since I recognize the gener generational curse, that maybe I could be the one to help break our generational curse. And I think that a lot of people, I think that it's that, the one in everybody's family. And I think maybe sometimes they don't recognize it because... But you know, too, that could be a... That, that could be a big burden to try to take on. It is. You know what I mean? To say, well, I'm going to break this curse for my whole generation. You know what I mean? Like, but if you have kids, you, you kind of right. don't have any choice. But, but then, but you have to look for the generation that's also your sister, your brother, their kids. You know what I mean? Like, you could take on that for your family, but you, you still have that whole lineage. You know what I mean? If they but buy is it, into but it. But is that what, this, doesn't that what that mean, breaking a generational curse, where you take the curse and break it in your family, when you have kids, mm -hmm. you and your husband, you know what your mom did, you know what your dad did or your sister did, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to be a better mom than my mom was. I'm going to be a better sister than my sister was. Mm -hmm. You know, even if you might got multiple sisters, you're like, you know what? I want me and my other sister to be close. I tried it with this sister. So let me go over here and try to break this curse because my mom and my aunt didn't get along. My grandma hurt, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you recognize that and then you take that and hopefully, and you can't always depend on that, but hopefully family will follow suit and be like, you know what? Let me try it out. You know, Susie Q mm -hmm. and Mary Beth, they over there talking. So let me try talking to them. And as far as your kids, you know, I feel like I have this generational curse in my family and certain family members, we don't get along. And, and our, our relationship always been wishy-washy. But recently I reached out to that family member and I think maybe because I'm at the level of maturity that I'm at, I was able to talk to that person and show light Mm -hmm. And that person's fault, and not just that person's fault, but my part in it as well. And say, hey, you know, this is what it is. It needs to stop. And it's going to stop. Mm -hmm. And that's a good point. Before you go, Rich, I wanted to just comment real mm -hmm. quick. You know, that's a, that's a, that's a uh, curse where you see how your parents dealt with other people. And whether did they try, did they reach out and try to keep people close or did they push people away? And a lot of times we pick up on those things subconsciously. Mm -hmm. And so when we get in our relationships with our siblings, when we get older, we, we was used to, see, you know, mama and them, they ain't fuck with such and such and such and such. Mm -hmm. And then we end up doing, you know, subconsciously dealing with these the same way instead of going the other way and, and maybe reaching out and maybe doing more to 
patch due to do you know the patch up relationships than maybe the generation before us did. And even so, like if you and your sister or you and your sibling don't get along and you try to patch it up and it doesn't work, but you got a boy and a girl or you you got sibling kids, mm -hmm. make sure your kids are tight. So mm -hmm. that's how you can break the generational curse. You and your sister or you and your sibling can't patch it. So I'm gonna make sure my kid, my son and my daughter are, are always tight. I'm gonna make sure they always talk. I'm gonna make sure they always there for each other. Because when I'm going, when their father is gone, if they don't get along, then they 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 just gonna have nobody. And we know in this cold cold world, we need somebody. We need somebody to love us, and we need somebody to love. So I think, you know, maybe in that situation, make sure your kids are tight. If you, if you and your whatever father, that may be, yeah, whatever, if yeah. you and your parent can't get along, mm -hmm. if you're able to mend that relationship with your parent, then do that. If you can't mend that relationship, then make sure you and your kids' mm -hmm. relationship are tight. So when your kids have kids, they that that's automatic to them. And I think that as long as your kid has breath in their body, mm -hmm. you good. We got Olari got a comment here. Yes. See, the in. first step in breaking the generational curses is to recognize that there is a curse. So... You know, I want to piggyback. Y'all all said some good stuff. But here's how I feel about that. To me, generational curses is bullshit. Flat out. Now, when you think of a family, let's let's say, let's take a look at a, um, a aristocrat type family. Let's look at the Hiltons, right? Look at Paris Hilton, blah, blah, blah. What's their family curse? Money. Okay. So is it, does that seem like a curse to most people though? No. Okay. So, when you're talking about generational curses, when you talk about, and, and what we're used to, the dynamic that we're used to, it's basically families not communicating well. Generational curses is bullshit. Y'all just need to open your mouth and be adults. You had a lot of people who were having children young, and they were forced to grow up, or they had situations in which they were very frustrated or didn't live the life that they thought that they deserved. And they put a lot of things on hold. So, my thought process is that you have a bunch of incomplete people that's raising these kids. And you got a lot of hurt people raising hurt people. It's damage. All of this stuff, to me, and this is my opinion, is, <laughs> is mental issues. It's unresolved mental issues. It's unresolved traumas that you had in your life. And they manifest themselves in certain ways. You come off aggressive at certain times. You come off passive at certain times. You come off unaffectionate at certain times. Because you have not dealt with what was making you that way. Now, when we're talking about, if we talk about generational curses of poverty, here's some of the things that keeps you in that poverty. Pride, fear, and accountability. Most people that you know that's full of shit, and oh, I got this curse and this and mine, they hate accountability. If you start shining a light on who they are and what they do and what they say, they're normally liars. <laughs> deflectors and people who accuse other people of doing other things. They always need something. So they're always mad at people because all I needed was to borrow your car. All I needed was a few funky dollars. All I needed was something to eat. All I needed was you to watch my kids. You're not accepting responsibility for who you are as a human being. 
what we need to do is address it as it is. Just like we said, racism is a sickness. This generational curse shit is a sickness, too. Mm-hmm. We are not being treated mentally. We, we need mental help, all of us, me included. I'm not saying that I'm, I'm, I'm absent of that. You know, I could use some counseling. You know, I appreciate it. And I had conversations with them because I'm becoming more of a whole person. This show helps with it. The fact that I have a very diverse life. The fact that I don't have a steady paycheck coming. That I go to go out here and I got to make this happen all the single, every single time. You know, it makes you look at things different. I hold myself accountable for certain things. So I would say maybe I move accountability up to number one. Be accountable. Stop saying, oh, I got mad and I did this because of this. You can control your attitude. You can control what you say and what you do. You can control that. You know, learn how to control your tongue and bring people together. Communication and deflecting. If you think of most people who carry generational curses, it has something to do with the fact of you struggling in this poverty. Just like I told you, some of the people, when we talk about conscious white people, they may be conscious to a degree, but they try to keep their head above water. I don't have time to worry about your problems because I'm worried about mine. When you look at these generational curses, it's a lot of selfish things. It's a lot of apathy that goes on. People become very apathetic to other people's problems, but they want you to be sympathetic to theirs. You ever call that one person who always has problems? They tell you everything that's wrong with them, but before you can give them that out your mouth, hey, I'm going through, hey man, let me hit, let me hit you back. Mm-hmm. And you ain't even got off your chest what you needed to get off, but they got off theirs. Yeah. So this generational curse shit to me is bullshit. I mean, it's for real too, don't get me wrong, like Derek was saying, certain eating habits. Well, we have certain mental habits that we have. Well, well no, that's kind of the point of me of the topic is because what a general cur- generational curse basically is just bad behavior passed it's down bad behavior from passed generation down. to generation. You see what I'm saying? That's I'm the whole you. thing. But when, when, you, when we say curse... Is that oh I'm cursed? You know what I mean? Like when people people accept that ownership, <coughs> yeah. like we cursed. Self-fulfilling I'm prophecy. Cursed. Exactly. Self-fulfilling so, prophecy. I ain't gonna never be you, nothing. You accept a situation like what you like. You don't have no other choice. Mm-hmm. And it's just even with the health, the bad. It's just bad eating habits that were passed down. That's it. You know the way our parents dealt with each other, the way they dealt with problems. That they passed down that to us because it was passed down to them. Yeah. A lot of the, uh, you have pedophilia. You have a lot of them, you know, molesters and stuff that, you know, uh, uh, uncle molested Billy. And now Billy was molesting his yeah. niece. Yeah. And now these things are been, these things have been passed. It's just poor Because behavior. nobody addressed it. It yeah. wasn't nipped in the bud. Right. We don't talk about it. If we were getting counseling or we were talking about it and just have... Why is it? Why do we sweep the molesters under the rug? In the That's what I was saying earlier. You know, what I'm saying we had trauma and nobody never gave us it therapy. It's never been addressed. It's never been addressed. That's just like some somebody that's that's always lying. <coughs> like, okay, Susie tell you mm-hmm. a different story, but then she tell me a different story, and then she tell you a different story. We get we get together for lunch just randomly. Hey, did you hear what happened to yeah. Susie? And then we come to find out that Susie lied. She was gaming. But nobody never goes and addresses Except Susie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then Susie tells another lie, and nobody never addresses her. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You just keep on perpetuating this behavior. Correct. And then next thing you know, we have this generational curse. Mm-hmm. Snowball effect. Yeah, so we, we got to get this out in the open. For one, we got to stop hiding certain things. And also, cer- certain sicknesses in the family. 
I don't know what it is about. I, I'm gonna say black women. I apologize if I'm wrong, but uh, I just don't want to tell nobody. I don't want to tell nobody this, or I don't want to tell nobody that. If you had cervical cancer, or you know, all the women in your family had hysterectomies because they didn't get this checked out, start telling the younger girls, hey, you might want to look at this because mm -hmm. grandma had a hysterectomy, I had a hysterectomy, but you want to watch out for this. Why don't we just sit? That's a simple ass conversation. And I, I do that now. Now that I'm a little more aware of what I eat, I I'm a little more more. aware of things. I make sure I tell my kids, like, you know. You don't want to eat this because we have a lot of people in our family have had this ailment and it was because of the way they eat. So mm -hmm. now that I've changed the way I eat, I've been putting those bugs in my kids, my kids' ear, mm -hmm. you know, and my son was a little more adhesive to, to it. it. Yeah. yeah but my it. daughter, she's slowly but surely starting to Come change on. up her eating habits. So and I think I'm, I'm making her go over there and help. My mom, you know, my mom's going through some things right now. So I make her go over there and help her, not only because you need to help that's family, but you also need to see what having, making negative choices on your eating, having a lifestyle, what it can lead to. Yeah. So that's how I'm looking at it. And hopefully she's starting to take, you know what I'm saying, a heat to it. It. She's, it. It appears that she is. Audrey said, uh, I think that... Uh, is the terminology used but you are absolutely correct you know we need that dialogue uh baba Pata said religious beliefs are a generational curse that i am proud to say that i personally broke in my family you know i i would agree that there yeah. is a stranglehold mentally uh a lot of these religions were given to you during a time of trauma and you hold on to that because they gave you hope and that hope has stopped people and stunted people from going out and really striving to be who they are. Mm. Now, what if you removed that? You didn't You think you had the safety net of somebody else, somebody else's responsibility that you pray to coming and giving you. I got to go take it. Yeah. How much more successful right. are some of these people? Because, you know, that, to that point, too, you, you, I, I've, heard, I've heard personally a lot of people try to play, pray away these generational curses. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, if we pray hard enough, it's going to go stop. Away. It's going to go away. And no, it's not going to happen. See, and it's crazy because I think that generational religion is one of our generational curses, so to speak. And the reason why I feel that way is because I just recently had, like I said earlier, I kind of had a conversation with a family member and it seems as if things could be we can be more closer than what we wanted yeah. to be, than yeah. what we are, excuse me. And then as I spoke to that person, like, this is why this was, this is why I felt this way. Mm -hmm. A lot of their beliefs were religious-based. Okay. So I feel like religion was the reason why we weren't the way we are. I'm not going to say that was 100%, but it was a lot. Part of the recipe. It yeah. was a roadblock in a relationship. Now, I will say some people are very earnest in it. Like, I love those people who, you ever sit down, they just the salt of the earth. You know, they got their religious beliefs, mm -hmm. but you like, you really believe what you're saying. I rock. I, I can rock with that. But then you have those people, you like, you just full of shit. Yeah. You're doing everything anti-Bible except when you go to church every Sunday. But then again, two, I can't stand those people who you're having a debate with or you're talking about something as serious as this, whether it be molestation, whether it be the way they eat. And they get mad at you, and I'm going to pray for you. That's a great way of saying shut the hell up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just pray for you. No, stop. don't dismiss me like that. Don't do that. 
And I, I, I still, Derek, I think you hit it on the head. At least you hit it on the head. Too many unresolved issues that we're not addressing. And I think we, a lot of us are walking around in pain, and we're dealing in pain, and we're raising these kids in pain, and we think that we're masking it. Your kids are very intuitive. They may not understand the language that you're saying, but we're, we, we taught our kids, especially black kids, we read body language very well. Yeah. And you can we, say what they got your mouth. Like, we can soak it up. We soak it up. That's a, hey, man, and, and just real quick in closing, I, I just want to reiterate to anybody, you have total control of your reality, your life. You could be 67, 80 years old and break the so-called generational curse. Agreed. You don't have to rely. Oh, you got to break the curse, baby, man. You got to do No. You know, you could be 80-something years old and do something that you've never done and, and, and break this so-called curse. You know what I mean? Everybody has to take responsibility, accountability and responsibility for their own actions and recognize you know, just try to be the, a good person. Just try to be the, try to live, you know, and, and, you know, these so-called curses will get broken. You know Say what that. I mean? Take control of your life, man. Don't, there's no mystery uh, uh, that has control over you and your well-being. We all do. I mean, I want to reiterate that in, in all the, you know, with the, going back to the racism and everything, we all have control over our reality, over our families. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, charity starts at home. That. You know what I mean? So we need to exercise that and, and and we will break all these generational curses and whatnot. Man, again, thanks for everybody that joined us. I told you it was going to be a banking show. I'm telling y'all, tap in, man. Hit the like button. Hit the share button. You know, if I'm posting on, on the uh, podcast, on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Breaker. We all out here, man. And uh, thanks, again, thanks to everybody and uh Tell the people you love it, man. Tell them, you know, tomorrow's not promised. It could be over in a minute. And uh, thanks, all of you. Thank you. Another awesome show. Have an awesome week. You too, sweetheart. And, uh, hey, man, it's all love all day. Thanks again, man. You know, we out. Peace. Peace.